Countdown to kickoff continues. It's week two. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Jacksonville Jaguars coming up from Everbank Stadium. And with the call of the game on CBS Sports, it's the reigning national sportscaster of the year from the National Sports Media Association with the NFL on CBS since 1998, our friend Ian Eagle. What's up, Birdman? There was no championship belt, nothing like that whatsoever, JP. So I appreciate it. I, I don't feel like I now have to box those that that want the title. I will just we'll just do our thing and uh, keep grinding away. Great to talk to you. You got a sweet trip to Winston Salem out of it, though. <laughs> I did. I did. But I did have a canceled flight on the back end, so things happen. We've all been there, especially yeah. these days. Um, all right, are the Jags ready for prime time, Ian? Yeah, I think you you get certain games over the course of a season that you know feel a little different. And in in this league, you're always chasing something. So in the case of Jacksonville, you're you're chasing the Chiefs. You're you're chasing greatness. You're chasing uh, stability. You're chasing credibility. And even in the case of Kansas City, they're chasing history. So it never stops. Even if you win a championship, you still feel pressure to perform and hit a certain standard. I think the the difference that you feel with this Jacksonville team this year is that the standard is higher and the expectations are higher and rightfully so. Uh, they, they've proven to be a team that are uh, going to turn some heads over the course of the season. And now it's certain games along the way where people will make judgments and form opinions on you. And this is one of those games. There's no getting around it. I had Eagle with us. This is a rare season for any NFL team where you have almost everybody back from a team that went to the playoffs a year ago. There are no contract disputes yet. There are no free agency things yet. All those guys on defense are back. Most of the core on offense is back plus a couple of weapons this is the year because after this season, you might lose some of these pieces. So this is the Jaguars team to try to do it. Yeah, you're talking about the reality of doing business in the NFL because that part of it plays such an important role. Fans get caught up in who's on their team and rooting for their squad, and that's how it should be. But the business side of this is a very important piece to the equation, keeping your guys together maintaining your roster and trying to placate and keep everybody happy because there are human emotions that come into play here. What you're getting paid, what's your playing time? Uh, Are you getting a chance to show your skill level so that if it's not the team that you're going to re-sign with, it's somebody else in the NFL that's watching your tape. But if you're not actually getting the playing time, then you can't showcase your skills. So think about that. Multiply it now by 32 because every team deals with it. And that's part of being a GM and an owner in the NFL. So you make a great point. Jacksonville is set up this year to do some special things. And now it's got to translate to the field. The first really good sign of the season was the defensive pressure that they showed in in week one. Anyone that watched the Jaguars last year recognized they had to get better in that department. They had to get to the quarterback. They had to throw the timing off of the quarterback. And now you're dealing with 
one of the best to ever do it in Patrick Mahomes. So uh, the challenge is out there. Can you do it again against a, a perennial perennial MVP candidate? Yeah, I, and that, that changes the whole dynamic. It's one thing against a rookie quarterback, but then you've got a guy who, if he keeps on this pace, he might already be in Canton at, at, with two Super Bowls, but you never know. that He's going to be one of the all-time greats um, and the way he escapes and does things. Uh, the defense is... You know, that that's a huge question, obviously, this week. How, how different are the Chiefs if Kelsey can't go? How different of an offense are they? It doesn't feel like they're as explosive as they were yep. a couple years ago. Yeah, they definitely don't have the game breakers that they've had in the past. Of course, Tyreek Hill, even McCole Hardman. Uh, you had some guys that could wreck a game. And you just don't get that same mystique around the Chiefs offense that they once had. Now, I would tell you their running game is probably a little more effective because Pacheco is a punishing runner. And if you get a lead, which Patrick Mahomes is certainly capable of doing for the Chiefs, they can milk clock. They can wear you down with his physical running style, angry style. So... It might be a little bit more of that compared to what we saw in previous years with the Chiefs. Here's the thing with Andy Reid. Uh, he's a problem solver on offense. He's going to figure some things out. We recognize that he's very creative. And if you give him enough time, he will sort through the issues. So the idea that anyone's figured out the Chiefs now after week one against Detroit, I, I don't buy into it. Uh, they have been able to reinvent themselves a number of times, even in their two Super Bowl wins. It wasn't done in the same exact fashion. So uh, this is a Kansas City team that usually figures it out when the smoke clears. I am Eagle, CBS Sports with us. Um, Jaguars wide receiver room and throw in the tight end on yep. top of that, Evan Ingram. Pound for pound, is there a deeper wide receiver room in the AFC NFL, uh, there might be better top end number one talent. I don't know. Ridley might not tell you that, but yep. um, what do you think is a, overall of this group? You know, I had Cincinnati and Cleveland last week, JP, and I would tell you Cincinnati would probably say the same thing about their group. Uh, although Irv Smith Jr. at tight end is not the proven commodity that maybe they have had in the past. Uh, the reality is this. Pick your poison if you're Jacksonville, because now with Ridley back, and he is back, anyone that watched that game, watched the highlights, recognizes that he can change things for Jacksonville offensively. And that's already uh, an impressive room. You add Ridley to it, considering what they did last year with Zay Jones, with Christian Kirk, and with Evan Ingram. Uh, this is a lethal set of skill position players that Trevor Lawrence has to work with. Uh, it's legit. It's going to be up there in any ranking that you want to go over. And I do think it's going to be one of those each week, it might be somebody else emerging based on the game plan. It might be Ridley one week, could be Jones featured the next week, could be Engram the following week. And then Christian Kirk goes back to his seven catch 122 yard one touchdown performance that we saw last year so really good signs for Jacksonville and also signs of how to build a team uh, that was a smart play if Ridley could 
get his business in order. Obviously, they had to deal with the suspension, but also just the personal stuff of him getting back, getting comfortable. And uh, man, they they may have hit a home run on this one because he looked every bit of the number one receiver you were hoping to get in that acquisition with Atlanta. Final thought with you, the coaching matchup, of course. Peterson's been with Andy Reid since he was a player yeah. um, in Green Bay going back that far and has been an assistant with him, obviously. But now Reid's a win away from tying Tom Landry on the all-time wins list. That's pretty remarkable. Um, but seeing their styles, that's obviously the, the bulk of where Doug Peterson's yeah. coaching ideas, style, mindset of how to build an organization came from. But at some point, you got to go beat him, right? He hasn't beat him yet. Yeah. I mean, that's that's part of this evolution of being a coach is odds are you're going to probably go against your mentor at some point if you've been in this league long enough. This particular relationship, I think, is even more unique just based on the fact that their relationship goes back to the coach-player day. So – they really know one another. They know every aspect. They know each other at different points of their respective lives, personally, professionally. Doug is is fairly straightforward when you talk to him about this stuff. He, he doesn't mince words. He learned how to be a, a real NFL coach from, from Andy Reid. And that's not taking anything away from others that may have mentored him in his life. It's just the bulk of his knowledge base is from Andy Reid. And not just how to call a game or how to install an offense, but how to run a program. And I think to me, you're around it every single day, so you get the minutia. I parachute in, parachute out. What stands out to me now with Jacksonville is the professionalism in which this team is run. And that doesn't happen in every situation where a new coach and new assistants and a whole new concept comes in. Uh, culture is a big deal. And from day one, you just felt a very seismic shift from Doug Peterson taking over the program and changing the vibe. And it's not a simple fix. Uh, it usually takes a while. With Doug, it was immediate because he knew how to do it. He had done it before, and he had been around it for so long. And a lot of that does have to do with Andy Reid. And, of course, Doug, and just his personal touch and his bedside manner and the way in which he treats people, uh, his staff members, his players, uh, people within the organization that have nothing to do with football. You know, that's just Doug as a human being, and it's gone a long way in bringing credibility to this franchise again. What kind of early season salvo would this be if the Jaguars pulled it off around the NFL? Or is it it's week two, right? There's a lot of football left. It is, but you saw the reaction that Detroit got after getting a week one win. I just think there's validation that comes with knocking off whoever's at the mountaintop. And that's part of being the defending Super Bowl champion is you're going to get everybody's best effort every single week because they know if you beat the defending champs that following week in your facility, there's, there's something else happening. You feel something, you feel like we belong quote unquote. And that's a big part of this game is does that permeate around your 
practice facility, through your offices. There's something about the NFL that's different than any other sport based on the fact that you only play once a week and you win, you feel the reverberations of that. You lose, you feel that too. It's hard to get that taste out of your mouth. You do it against, quote unquote, the best team in the NFL, potentially, uh, it's layered. And I think it would mean a lot for for Jacksonville to to get a win like this and for their program, just to remind everybody that it's going in the right direction and good things are ahead. Great crew on the call this week. Charles Davis, Evan Washburn is on the sideline. Ian Eagle leads the way, though, as always. Always a pleasure. All right, JP, looking forward to it. I'm just hoping they have that, that chocolate fountain in the press room. Uh, that's that's just a unique experience. They've got the frozen yogurt now. <laughs> that's not good for me. I, no. <laughs> yeah, that, that could produce phlegm. I don't want phlegm. <laughs> Who does? Nobody wants that. <laughs> Nobody yeah. out there that says, I want phlegm. We need more. More uh, phlegm. We'll, we'll talk to you on Sunday, Ian. All right, bud. All the best.